Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc. that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again on another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I am your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we return to Horror on the Orient Express with our investigative team. They have, in fact, miraculously boarded a train. And so we will join them as they continue their journey south from London to Dover. But first, let's introduce our cast. So to my right. Hello, I'm Mike, and I'm playing James Robert Fraser. Yes, and uh, to Mr. Fraser's right. Hi, I'm Raina, and I play Lady Elizabeth Fitzroy. Wonderful. At the end of the table. Hi, I'm Giles, and I play Simon Griffith. To Mr. Griffith's right. Hi, I'm Miranda, and I'm playing Maggie Bellinger. And last, but most certainly not least. I'm Martin, and I'm playing Richard Courtney. So before we truly open the scene up, I want to make sure to thank all of our patron backers uh, for helping support the show. If you have not had an opportunity to see what we're offering as a as support to our backers, as, as our fun little uh, add-ons that you can get, uh, you can go to the Old Ways Podcast and go search it on Patreon. So patreon.com slash the Old Ways Podcast and uh, check us out. We raise the curtain tonight on the dining car on a train bound for Dover. After getting settled aboard the train, the uh, investigators slowly, I would imagine, begin to creep out, or perhaps fast in uh, Miss Bellinger's case, to investigate uh, their temporary transportation uh, as they see by the schedule that they will be arriving in Dover and then having to board a ferry to go to the continent. So we'll raise the curtain and pick it up. Uh, the din of the dining car is, I would say, probably a bit uh, bit of a happy mood in here. Passengers here are excited. Uh, those of you who uh, this is the first long train ride perhaps you've been on would have uh, noticed something different, especially those of you who take the tube or the train in London. You've traveled now for 30 minutes and you haven't even stopped. Let's say, uh, let's ask uh, Miss Bellinger, what would you be doing there in the uh, dining car? Where would you have, what would you avail yourself of first? Would it be the, uh, uh, perhaps the uh, the bar that's uh, nearby? Or perhaps uh, you would, would you be engaging some of the other guests around you? Oh, um, yes. Well, I would certainly like to get a drink. Um, and then I would be quite uh, excited to show... Richard, the pictures that I had developed, especially the ones of him. Richard, she has some pictures of you. Uh, Richard, I got these developed today, and I I, I wanted to show you. They turned out uh, quite nice, especially this one of you here. These were the ones from the um, uh, the place we went to for uh, for tea. Yes, yes. Richard's going to look at these photographs, and uh, you've got quite the skill. These are fantastic. Well, thank you. Yes, I I uh, believe I am um, quite the budding photographer. Yes. No, they um, they're, they're marvelous. Um, uh, do you have any of anything else? Um, 
Well, yes, I just have some little pictures that I, I shot around London. And I'll probably show them pictures of, like, parks and trees and birds and such. Well, these these are rather good. Do you have your camera with you now? On, on the train, I mean? Uh, yes, of course. Well, I, I'm sure there must be some fantastic sites uh, around Europe you can uh, you you can focus on. Oh yes, oh I'm I'm very excited to document our en- entire trip. Yes, um, Paris. Um, there are some some brilliant sites there. I understand. I, I've not been myself. You understand, but uh, yes, yes, yes. Many many things. Many many wonders. <laughs> yes. Uh, did you uh, need a drink? Oh um. Yes, yes, that that would be would be marvelous. Thank you. Yes, something to mark the occasion and the excitement. I think the service staff is all too happy to uh, <laughs> bring you whatever drinks you may ask for. They, there are several members of staff here who are making their way up and down the dining car, taking orders and delivering drinks as you go. So, what, what can I get you, sir? Um, I'll grab a uh, a gin and tonic, thing, please. Hmm. Straight away, and uh, you, miss. Um, do you happen to have um, any champagne on board? <laughs> but of course. Uh, I will take a glass then. Wonder- wonderful. Um, the gentleman moves back towards the bar. You catch a view of the countryside as you continue to move south. You see the green uh, of Kent arrive, known to many as the Garden of England. Uh, and it's uh, unmistakable. Uh, you get a, a sudden rush of excitement. Sure, there are fears and whatnot of what's happened in London, but just 20, 30 minutes in, it's, it feels just a, like another completely different time and place. I'm rather glad to be, uh, be leaving London, what with all the troubles we've had and uh, your little run-in at the library. Oh, yes. Um, I, I'm hoping to put that as, as, as far away in my memory as possible. Yes. I, uh, for, yeah. Perhaps we should um, toast to the horizons ahead of us. Yes, yes, to better times. Yes. And so Maggie will will uh, raise her glass and um, give uh, Richard a cheers. Richard will, uh, will hold the glass up and give it a little chink and... Uh, yes, yes, cheers. Richard, why don't you make me a spot roll? Oh, dear. So that is a hard success, 24 under 60. Over your glass, there is a gentleman sitting just a few uh, sets of seats down, likely uh, near the end of the dining car, uh, on the other side from the bar that's available. He's got quite a look to him, a bit pale, perhaps, uh, dark black hair, swept back and very clean cut. He actually almost reminds you of uh, Mr. Fraser in that regard. He seems to be looking you and uh, in Margaret's way. Um, so I'm guessing that Margaret's got her back to him at the minute. She does? Hmm. I don't wish to alarm you, but there appears to be a gentleman taking somewhat of an interest in us. Um, don't, oh. don't, look, don't look round, but um, he's um, just near the end, opposite opposite the bar, just, just behind. Um if I, I'm going to point to something in the window um, just over there to give you an excuse to uh, um, to, to gaze in that direction. And okay. uh, Rich, Richard will point in that direction. Oh, what's that? Y- yes, over there on the on the hill. Oh. You turn around, Maggie, and you see that uh, there's a gentleman that is sitting uh, near uh, just a few just a few uh, sets of uh, 
tables down from you and these elegant tables who's uh who's turning his face to look out the window almost wistfully like he's missing something he's uh lit a cigarette and he's calmly enjoying it as the staff here move about the area it's not terribly easy from your vantage point even turned around to kind of see him because these chairs here are not slight at all they're wingback chairs they're very large actually it's almost like sitting in a uh, in a in a study somewhere they're plush uh, and so you really have to lean if you want to see him yeah and and maggie will do kind of whatever she needs to get a, a good look at him to see if she can recognize him at all and then she'll maybe turn turn back to richard too have you seen that man before no i don't say i i, I recognize him at all but um I do hope trouble hasn't followed us on the train. I was rather hoping to uh, to relax a little. <laughs> well, let's look at the brighter side of things, Richard. Maybe he just assumes that we're just a a, uh, a strapping young couple, and um, he just can't help but look and watch us enjoy ourselves. Yes, maybe maybe that's it. We are a bit of an old couple, aren't we? <laughs> yes. So, Lady Elizabeth, what are you doing with your first few hours aboard the train? I think I would go find a seat in the dining car near the window uh, so I could look out at the countryside as it goes by. I've been on plenty of trains before, but this feels like a momentous occasion. And have some tea and maybe a scone or two. Maybe sketch some of the countryside as it goes by. Look around at the people in the in the dining cars get an idea of who my fellow passengers are just observing quietly from the corner you have quite a collection of passengers here anywhere from in the dining car here anywhere from those of you don't know probably a good uh, handful or two looks like many of the seats have filled up it also appears too that they are seating people maybe who aren't in the same group with one another and that for a moment um concerns you because there are two open seats opposite you. I guess the question begs, would you be in the smoking or non-smoking section? Non-smoking. I never sit close to people smoking if I can help it. Yes. You can wag your finger at Mr. Fraser on the trip because he's probably going to have to, you know. Oh, I don't mind other people doing it. I just don't like it being inflicted on me. Mr. Fraser will make sure Lady Elizabeth has everything she needs and then he will... Uh head off into the smoking compartment but he's going to make sure he sits beside the door into the non-smoking so that he's uh, he can get through quickly and easily if he's if he's required for anything he does like a his pipe of an afternoon uh, and then Mr. Griffith then what is your plan sir non-smoking please would you be sitting with Lady Elizabeth or would you be looking for a different spot I'd probably be in a different spot and going through one of the books I brought with me Okay. I'm not going to trouble Lady Elizabeth unless she requests anything. She does not. The uh, The English countryside is uh, quite beautiful, especially passing at this speed. Uh, you all uh, get a sense of the quality of the mechanics here aboard. Perhaps this is the reason why this uh, carriage was taller than the others. It doesn't seem to sway or rock as much, which is something, Lady Elizabeth, you can greatly appreciate. Uh, the staff wait hand and glove for you on anything that you require. Uh, and there are also a fair amount of passengers here where it seems they are of um, of good stock. They seem to have uh, carefully selected accoutrement and, uh, and clothing. 
you can tell that many of the guests that are here in the uh, the dining car are, I mean, maybe they're not necessarily people of title, but they at least have uh, respected uh, the ways to dress properly. The next hour or so passes. Drinks are handed out. I guess I should probably ask, Maggie, Richard, are you just going to have the, the continue your um, your train experience with the champagne and gin and tonics? <laughs> probably. Yeah, I think Richard will probably get a little bit nervous about the amount he's drinking, but I suspect that he doesn't want to show himself up, so he's going to sort of carry on slowly. <laughs> okay. I do expect that Maggie would wonder where everyone else is. Well, like when you turn around uh, and you kind of look a, a look a little bit around the uh, compartment, you realize that some of the other people are here. They just have spread out. Well, that's strange. I don't see why we wouldn't all sit together. Richard, um, do you think we should possibly share our celebrations uh, with the others? Perhaps they know that gentleman. Absolutely. I mean, we could we could find a table. I'm sure there's one here that we could. Uh all squeeze round? Yes, um, well, here, let's take our drinks and and we can round everyone up. Yes, splendid idea. See that uh, Mr. Fraser seems to be enjoying a pipe. Um, that's a good question, I guess, uh, Mr. Fraser. The staff would ask you if you would like anything to drink, so... Uh, yes, a cup of tea, if you'd be so kind, please. Hmm, straight away. Yes, um, Darjeeling, if you have it. And uh, do you have the afternoon paper? We do indeed, sir. Which one would you like? Uh, the telegraph, please. Of course. Uh, you see coming up your way trouble in the form of <laughs> Professor Courtney and uh, one Miss Bellinger. Oh, hello, uh, Mr. Fraser. Oh, Miss Bellinger. Oh, might we, uh, join you for a second? Of course, yes. Please do, please do. I'll sort of make way for them to get stand up when she uh, she comes uh, comes to sit down. And then once, once she's seated and the professor's seated, I sit back down again. We were just um, looking for everyone. We thought it'd be nice uh, for us to have a, a drink this afternoon together. Lady Elizabeth is uh, in the non-smoking compartment just through the door there. Um, uh, I think uh, I think Mr. Griffiths is through there as well, but they might be together. Oh, of course. We did have a quest- question for you. There's a gentleman <laughs> over there. Do you happen to know uh, him? Which gentleman would that be? She points him out. He's not too far from you. A couple of tables. Uh, so he is to your left, sir. Uh, mm-hmm. He is in the far seat. <laughs> He's directly across from us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know yeah. this gentleman across the aisle? Do you know him? <laughs> Maggie does the um, hold one hand up like sideways and then point with the other hand <laughs> so that the other person clearly cannot see that she's pointing. Oh, my. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, Mr. Fraser, if you um, give him a good, uh, uh, just a quick once-over. Yeah, I, ju- I adjust adjust my position in my, in my seat seat slightly, I tamp down my, my pipe, and uh, then I readjust back again. Yes, yes, I see him. <clears throat> he actually kind of reminds you of you a little bit in the sense of uh, the way he keeps his hair and his dress. Uh, he's very smartly uh, dressed in his suit. Uh, he's come for, for the uh, meal service. So uh, he's attended to his uh, his hair and uh, seems to be having a, a smoke there. Uh, and he's having uh, just a light, that's probably a gin and tonic, it looks like. All right. He seems like a reasonable English gentleman, if that can be believed. But I don't recognize him, though. You do not. No, I can't say as another gentleman. No, dear. Is he somebody you, you know of? Is he a friend? Acquaintance? 
No, Mr. Courtney pointed him out, and um, we just thought it was uh, a strange occurrence, but uh, it, it I, it's probably nothing. After the week that we've had, we're probably just all on edge. Strange in, in what way? Do you, you recognize him, do you think? He was taking a, a little bit of a, a keen interest in us, and uh, given the recent events, I was um, a little concerned. Ah, oh well. Well, perhaps um, we should be uh, on our guard, indeed. I'm glad you. I'm glad you mentioned it to me. Perhaps we should um, uh, sit with the others next door, and uh, yes, maybe maybe see if he follows us. Well, um, why don't you do that? I'll just finish my pipe. I shall be yes. along shortly. Uh, Maggie. Oh yes, of course. Richard's looking quite happy at the prospect of uh, leaving Mr. Fraser there. <laughs> yes, the gentleman in the corner may not be there, but for much longer, we all turn our back to Mr. Fraser. Oh, no. Okay, so you're heading into the non-smoking compartment? Yep. Yes. All right. Um, I am going to very surreptitiously um, observe any reaction or lack of reaction from the this gentleman um, when they move through into the other the other part of the carriage yeah he doesn't seem to react directly to them but after maybe a, a few heartbeats he stubs out the cigarette that he's smoking and takes a reasonably long drink from his gin and tonic and, and maybe rotates the glass a bit on the napkin that they've provided him seems to give another long look out the window and you notice that in the right light it's quite handsome He's probably got his mother's looks, but uh, um, approximately what age does he look? He's a younger man. He's probably mid-twenties. Well, I'm just going to stay where I am for the time being. Drink my tea. Finish my pipe. See what he does. If he orders any food, if he orders another drink. He does. He orders another drink soon after um, he finishes this one. And he uh, takes out what looks like a, a newspaper and he begins reading it. Looks like it's a just from just from what you can see. Maybe that's a French newspaper. So was it like a clipping or something like that? Yeah, it, it seems to be a rather long one though. Like maybe it's a it's a half page sheet that he's got in front of him. So it's not a whole newspaper he's got though. It's it's like he's taken part of the newspaper and he's reading it over again. Something mm -hmm. maybe a, maybe a specific article in the newspaper is of interest to him, so he's removed it from the newspaper and is rereading it. Is that is that kind of the impression that I get? It does seem to be what he's doing. Okay. Um, so a sheer force of will and potentially unsettling terror enters the non-smoking compartment, uh, Lady Elizabeth, and that uh, that force is one Margaret Ballinger, with uh, with Professor Courtney with her, and it does appear that they have. Um, drinks. I am very intently looking at my book not making eye contact and hoping they'll ignore me. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to decide who we see first. Mr. <laughs> Griffith or Lady Elizabeth. You probably see Mr. Griffith first just mm. because simply he is um, directly to your right. Yes. Uh, he is also reading a book. <laughs> In fact, there's uh, two but three people here in the non-smoking section reading. and There's a couple of... Uh, there seems like to be a... Uh, in the non-smoking section, there seems to be a, a small group at the table to the left of uh, her ladyship. There's uh, an older woman and then uh, a younger woman 
a man who looks like he's a, a, a man of service, and then a young boy. Could be more than uh, eight or nine years old. And I'm assuming Lady Elizabeth is sitting by herself? Uh, at the moment, yes. Yes. Oh. Oh, um, perfect. Oh, oh Mr. Griffith. Uh, hello. Would you like to um, join us for a, a drink and a chat? Sure, ma'am. Would be probably be most polite if we went to sit with Lady Elizabeth, so she wouldn't have to get up. I wouldn't do that if I were you, ma'am. She's a woman who, who appreciates her space. We got to know each other over breakfast the other day, and I don't think that she'll mind some company. Lady Elizabeth, hello. I look up from from my book. Ah, uh, uh, Miss Bellinger, I didn't see you there. Oh, um. Yes, uh, well, me and uh, Richard were just uh, ha- enjoying a drink in the other, in the, the smoking section, and uh, Mr. Fraser had uh, told us that you would be over here, so we thought we would come join you and keep you company. Yes, good, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Professor. Uh, I reach out and I tap the Professor on his pants leg. And uh, Richard will look round. And I look at him and I shake my head. No, don't do it. <laughs> so, uh, what can I do for you? Oh, well, we just uh, wanted to see if you needed any uh, company. Need is a very strong word, but uh, I suppose you could have a seat. I told that Mr. Griffith that you wouldn't mind. Please have a seat. Oh, uh, yes, of course. Um, I have to ask, did you uh, have any uh, luck uh, with that uh, translation? Ah, yes, the uh, the translation. Uh, yes. You said you were going to um, yeah, I'm read trying, more of the book. I'm trying to... Like, Mike, did you send me anything else other than what I already told him? No, because okay. there hasn't been enough time for it. Okay. So it's, it's gonna, <laughs> you, you know that it will probably take likely a week or so for you, for you to, to produce something. Okay. So it's a very difficult text. Uh, I've been working through bits and pieces, but it'll take me a few more days yet before I can give you anything coherent. I I, I quite understand. Um, I, I didn't mean to bother you, but I'm rather keen. Um, yes, it's uh, it's all somewhat of a mystery. Yes, I'm rather interested to to learn more myself. You can see yes. the the book she was working on was the book ah. <laughs> that she's translating bits of. It's quite an interesting experience. Yes, it's at times like these I wish I'd studied languages um, a little more than uh, the mathematics and sciences. Well, I've been told that uh, if you're good at mathematics, you, you can pick up languages fairly easily, but you of course have to dedicate time and some some study to it. And uh, Latin might be a bit a bit much. It does take quite some time, but you could perhaps pick up some of the other more occult languages, German, for example. Yes, I've come across books before of uh, of that sort of nature, and uh, yes, yes, I think you're right. Lat- Latin is 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 difficult. I've I've not had a lot of luck with that, but um, yes, certainly German and some of um, yes, some of the Hispanic languages are. Uh, yes, I've come across those before. So perhaps that's a little uh, self improvement you can work on on this on this journey. What a marvelous idea! I know. So, uh, yeah. Miss Bellinger, how are you enjoying the train? Oh, it's uh, quite nice, quite lovely. I uh, our trip this time shouldn't be too long, though. Correct? 
correct. It'll only be a couple of hours, so we should be getting there fairly soon, actually. And uh, then we'll take the ferry. I hope you're not uh, prone to seasickness. Um, well, I may feel a little ill, but I think I can manage. Oh, so you, you might want to have a lie down then. I've, I've got some powders I can give you, knock you right out for the whole trip. I, I don't feel ill uh, yet, but we'll see. I'll keep that in mind. It's the first, first hint of seasickness. Just ask. All you have to do is ask. Quite nice to know that you care, Lady Elizabeth. Oh, yes. Always helpful. The um, st- member of staff arrives in a blue coat. Notice that all of the wait staff here on this... Um, in the dining car here have very specific smart blue uniforms may I get you anything else lady I'll take another cup of tea please and uh, perhaps a cup of coffee about half an hour before we uh, arrive in Dover indeed he nods and then turns to Maggie and Richard Uh, anything for the two of you Uh, Richard looks towards Maggie um he does sound nice. We do have some traveling to do after this, so uh, I suppose we should uh, have tea instead. Yes, I'll take a tea too. Maybe a pot of tea for the mm. table. He nods, heads back towards the uh, service area. At the table next to you, a an uproar begins, and you see the young child there that's in the window seat suddenly stand on his seat and begin pounding on the table with his tiny little fist. I won't do it. I won't go. He turns to uh, one of the ladies, the older lady he's standing with. Mama, tell them to turn this train around. I'm not going to Paris. They begin to try to soothe the child, but it's unmistakable from your vantage point. This this child is seething angry. Is a entire face, upper part of his face and forehead is beet red now. Uh, and it's fairly clear that this child is normally, uh, has the, uh, you know, the complexion of someone who spends his uh, winters in England. You can see that there's some hushing going on with the child and uh, the, you see him pick up a, a small a toy train crafted wood and uh, he batters it into the table until there's a just a slight mar on that table. Now, now, dear, you hear hear, uh, the older lady. And it's not necessary. It doesn't look uh, good to do that. The child crosses his arms in front of him. Well, I don't care. Richard just looks awkwardly at Maggie. Yeah, Maggie wants to approach. Or maybe Miranda wants to approach. (laughs) Um, But before that, Lady Elizabeth, you're fairly certain you know who this is unfortunately. You're fairly certain that this is Roger Whipsnade, otherwise known as Lord Palfrey. He's the heir to the Duchy of Derbyshire. Oh, he God. quite well known to be a holy terror. How old is he? Uh, he's nine. <laughs> nine years. Uh, he's also known to have created a scene during a social function one that, that left uh, several members of the peerage covered in milk. Oh, dear. Do you know that, um, child? Unfortunately, yes. Try not to draw his attention. You'll regret it, believe me. Raymond was most upset. You can see that the, the table in his area, and even underneath the table, 
seems to have a collection of toys that he was at one point using and is no longer using. Uh, he's made a bit of a mess of his food and um, the well, his entourage, so to speak, which uh, seems to be a, an older gentleman and uh, likely someone who is a head nanny is doing the best to, uh, to try to keep him pinned down. There is another older woman, older than the, uh, the nanny, with them that might be his grandmother or something. You can feel his stare. Like he's trying to get your attention by staring in your direction. With a very concealed sigh, I uh, just sort of turn my head and look at him. Can I help you? He brings his brimstone gaze to you. Yes. I can't read minds. What do you want? I don't believe you can. All right, then I'll just go back to my book here. You see the members of his his entourage reacts, obviously, to and tries to, again, hush him at the table. Maggie would kind of lean over and say, I don't believe that she can't read minds. The boy looks at you and says, Excuse me? Excuse you. Who are you to talk to me? Well, uh, you were talking to one of my compatriots here, so I thought you were opening up the room for conversation. I, is she a servant of yours? Hmm. You sound like an American. Perhaps you'll learn some manners. What is a key observation? Both of Lady E's eyebrows raise <laughs> almost into her hairline, briefly. <laughs> he turns back to his toys and begins fumbling with things, like he's trying to smash the train cars together. The staff return with the tea. Is there anything else I can get you uh, while I'm here? And Richard will turn to Maggie and say, um, would you like to find another um, another table, perhaps one with a, a better view of the scenery? Sure. We could certainly do that. Possibly a quieter one. Yes, quite. The member of staff steps out of your way and then directs you back towards into the smoking section of the uh, carriage. Uh, there is a table that seems uh, open at the back if you would like. Yes, that will do. Thank you. Are the three of you going to make your way there? Mm-hmm. Lady Elizabeth, as you pass, you can see the unsaid apologies from the, uh, the the boys' entourage. They're mortified. I just give them a sort of slight, that kind of slight head nod you give to people when you're trying to indicate that you understand, but you don't want to be too obvious about it. You take your seats. Uh, Miss Fraser. they move past you. Quite the little terror. Yes, I don't care much for children, but that one is a particularly nasty specimen. Do you you know of him? Unfortunately. Hmm. He has a tendency towards uh, throwing temper tantrums, breaking things, pouring food and liquids over people when he doesn't get his way, and just generally making a little nuisance of himself. Oh my, that does somewhat put one off having children. Quite. I do hope we don't have to run into him again. Little brat. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Lord brat. <laughs> when um, Mr. Fraser sees Lady Elizabeth coming down and sitting in the smoking compartment, he kind of raises eyebrows. Is uh, everything quite all right, your ladyship? And he'll stand up as she comes through. The terror is on this train, Fraser. The t- Oh, <clears throat> Yes. That delightful, that delightful, uh, delightful young young gentleman. Oh dear lord. Yes, he happens to be in the other room at the moment, so we thought it would be a bit more amenable to tea and digestion if we moved in here. Oh dear, I rather hope he's not travelling uh, the entire journey. 
Yeah, his reputation precedes him in members of uh, in the circles that you deal with fairly regularly. He is known to be not only verbally but physically abusive to members of staff. And it's it seems anyway that his uh, parents have no interest in reigning the uh, tiny lord in. And it's only made things worse over the past year. Well, if you don't mind me saying so, your leadership, that young gentleman could learn a thing or two from uh, from a stone talking to. Yes, quite, but I don't think anyone has the guts to give it to him. Although I did hear him say he doesn't want to go to Paris, so... Either they'll throw him overboard when we're on the ferry and he won't have to go, or they're getting off in Paris and we'll see the last of them there. Well, that sounds a little bit like Paris is his destination indeed, yes, yes. Perhaps, uh... If he survives that long. Does he have relatives there, or, uh... Uh, would I know that, Mike? Why don't you roll... Yeah, why don't you roll credit rating? Oh, I get to roll something, yay. Yeah, why not? Okay. So... I'm not anti-rolling. Just, yeah. That is a 58 under 70. Okay. Success. As far as you're aware, it became fairly clear within the past year that there was an issue with the uh, the, the Tiny Lord. And um, if your memory serves correctly, uh, the scuttlebutt is, is that his uh, mother is shipping him to Paris to uh, stay with the extended family and enter proper schooling. I believe his parents are attempting to get someone else to take care of him for a while and hopefully straighten him out. So, I wouldn't be surprised if that's why he's off to Paris, as far away as possible from Mummy and Daddy. I see you boarding in Paris, indeed, yes. Well, that would certainly make uh, his mother and father's life a little easier, I would imagine, and perhaps the boy can learn a thing or two. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure a good schooling will... Uh, teach him uh, the uh, error of his ways, so to speak? I certainly hope so. At least we shouldn't have to deal with him any further than Paris. There's an announcement overhead that uh, they'll be arriving in Dover in 15 minutes. Uh, Well, uh, if you don't mind your leadership, um, uh, I'll go and uh, attend to uh, our affairs and um, ensure that uh, we're ready for the boarding of the ferry across to the continent. Yes, thank you, Fraser. So I'll, I'll get up and uh, head back along to um, the sleeping compartment carriage uh, mm-hmm. and make any arrangements, pack away my things, and if uh, her ladyship requires anything packed away of, uh, of her own affairs, I'm assuming that all her personal stuff she's dealt with herself, but uh, if there's anything else that she needs to needs to be done, I'll look after it. Yeah, I mean, the train passengers on the train do much the same thing that, that you do. Many of them return to their quarters prepare to move uh, from there to uh, the ferry when it arrives when you pull into Dover it's almost a strange feeling in your bones it's been so long since any of you have traveled on a single method of transportation without getting out it's been a few hours now that you've been on the train and and suddenly you're in you're in Dover and you can see the sea and and smell the salt in the air uh, it's also now uh, a few hours later, so you've definitely dipped into what you would call the evening hours. Uh, the sun at this point is uh, getting rather low. They direct you from the train station stop to where the ferry board's at, and uh, Mr. Fraser Porter's make you aware of a 
a horse and, and, and carriage that can be made available for uh, her ladyship if uh, if there isn't uh, if other arrangements have not been made. Oh yes, I'll avail ourselves of, of that in, or, in order that her ladyship can get from train to ferry without um, having to walk too far. Yeah, otherwise it would be a walk, and it looks like it's um, just from the visual that you have of and the maps that they they have here posted. It's uh, it might be uh, eight or ten blocks. Yeah, no, absolutely. If there's if there's transport uh, available, I'll uh, I'll make those arrangements. Um, I'll walk myself, obviously. But oh, okay, yeah. uh, unless, so, unless the transport can can carry the entire party. Uh, it does seem to seat six. I'll attend to making sure that the the luggage is being transported um, securely and safely, and being looked after. Join the others, and uh, we'll, I guess we'll head off towards the ferry. Okay. If you are also exiting the train, Miss Bellinger and uh, Professor and uh, Simon, uh, if uh, if you care to walk to the ferry, you could do that. Um, it seems that Mr. Fraser is making arrangements. He's talking to a porter and then to another gentleman who's dressed in, in, uh, in an all-black um, service uniform. Walk or take the carriage? What do you fancy? I don't mind either. We have been on the train for... A bit. It might be nice to uh, get in a walk. It is rather a pleasant evening. Yes, and and we have a lot of uh, you know riding and moving vehicles in our future. So yeah, I think a a walk would be nice. Yes, that's a that's a great idea. Simon, one of the service members from the train uh, stops over and uh, and says, um, "Excuse me, sir. I'm sorry. Um, I just wanted to confirm that this is your uh, trunk." You see that they have a cart here that has several large trunks on it, but he's got a, a tag specifically. I pull out my receipt and I show it to him. Ah, yes. Very good. Wonderful. I'll board this uh, now, Mr. Thompson. Kind of exchanges a ticket with you. He gives you a different one. Please put it in my room. Hmm, of course, of course. Uh, it, it should be there uh, as soon as you arrive. I'll be walking. What time does the ferry leave, sir? The next ferry over should leave in just about an hour. Excellent. You, how far away is the ferry from where we are at, sir? Mm, just about ten blocks. So he turns and points to uh, an exit out of the station. He gives you fairly quick directions uh, to where the uh, ferry is. It's not far. So Thirty minutes tops, you said. Mm. Yeah, sh- shouldn't be long. Thank you, sir. Professor? Uh, yes? Miss Belanger. Not show. <laughs> you you might as well get used to that, Miss Maggie, uh, because we're heading to France and they pronounce things differently over there. Of course. Well, you, uh, Miss Maggie from you is just fine. Miss Maggie works for me. Miss Maggie, Professor, I overheard that you were considering walking. Uh, yes. Did you want to join us? I believe so. Be good to stretch the legs and get away from that little shit from the train. Well, that's exactly what we were thinking. <laughs> yes, our, our thoughts exactly. Whether it's a walk through the streets of Dover or whether it is a smooth, relatively, carriage ride down to where the ferry takes off at, there is definitely a sense that things are changing rapidly for you now. Perhaps it's the night air. Perhaps it's the the smell of, of Dover. Perhaps it's just the, the feeling of the adventure. 
And perhaps for the professor, it's the gin. But either way, you definitely feel the the rush of adrenaline in some cases, all of you. Maybe it's the, the tea, Lady Elizabeth, but um, but you're suddenly just excited. It's hard to get over. I'm going to get us on the slipway. When we're getting off the train, waiting for the carriage and uh, all that business, Mr. Fraser is going to have an eye open for the young gentleman that was on the car- uh, on the um, in the dining carriage um, mm-hmm. that seemed to be paying a, a little bit more attention to Professor Courtney and or uh, Miss Bellinger, just just in case that you know there is anything. I mean, perhaps you know he saw an attractive young young lady on the uh, on the carriage and uh, was uh, merely observing her. Um, but perhaps there's you know you never know. There might be something a little bit more to it. So he's just yeah going to keep an eye out for him so it's um six pounds to ride the ferry uh and that includes a room for the journey so that way you're not out amongst the uh the spray as it were but uh it's easily covered either by uh any number of um, monetary avenues you could use richard's large suitcase full of money or um although there is the question of course in your mind professor that perhaps it'll spawn another dead body but hopefully not the ride over is rather something. And so it doesn't take too long after you board the ferry to feel the first droplets of rain and the clearer skies that you so enjoyed on the way out of London have now turned to something else. There's a stiffness in the wind, uh, Mr. Fraser. you feel. Whatever's coming, whatever's, whatever storm is arriving is going to be quite something. Right, best stay uh, stay inside, I think. Uh, looks like the sea's going to get choppy. Everybody has um, pilot boat, right? No, just there. Maggie. Just Maggie. <laughs> I would expect Maggie to have it. <laughs> they get passengers for the ferry aboard, and then um, people kind of tuck into different locations. So there are uh, sp- spots on the on the ferry where you can sit and and, and you can watch the the travel over. Or you can kind of be under the deck, so to speak, in in, uh, in quarters for the journey. So uh, I'm looking at the timetable here, um, and I'm assuming that um, our uh, evening meal will be taken aboard the ferry. Yes, it would. Um, of all the parts of the journey to be stuck on as far as the evening meal goes, uh, you're not impressed as far as the, the ferry goes. But you, you know that the Orient Express does not own the ferry, per se. Um, but this is a an unfortunate part. I mean, from a service standpoint for you. Where you almost probably think to yourself, well, if they'd just set out maybe an hour earlier, we wouldn't be stuck here. Food, anyway, that's available on the ferry isn't... I mean, it's not sardines in a can by any means. Not that some, that's terrible, but, um, but it, it's just not what you were hoping for mm. it's just Mr. Fraser will kind of bite his tongue at the uh, various opportunities I, I'm sure he'll see to to just try and uh, improve matters somewhat yeah, and do me a favor Mr. Fraser make me mm. a spot hidden roll I shall indeed that is a 46 over 70 you smell something amazing but it's not coming from your plate. Okay. What kind of amazing? 
It smells like spices and uh, sweet and, and, and mixed with a, a savory smell, like uh, someone's someone smuggled a, a roast hen on board. Uh, it doesn't make... I mean, there's nothing here that's like that. I shall follow my nose and uh, see where it takes me. Uh, not too far down from where you're staying, uh, the door to one of these berths is open, and there is a rather portly man in a well-appointed dress uh, and shirt, shirt and tie and whatnot. Uh, and he's wearing uh, spectacles. He's got a well-groomed mustache. He is, he's got a completely different plate of food than you do. He looks up from the food. Well, May I help you, sir? Oh, I, I do beg your pardon, sir. But I, I couldn't help, but uh, I, I smoke the, the aroma of your, your evening meal from uh, over on the other side of the, din- the, the dining room. That's Quite, uh, quite delicious. It smells as well. Is it, is it a special menu they have for you here? Uh, he gives you a, a slight nod and, and a, a broad smile. He offers the seat next to him, like the one across from him. Please sit down. Thank you very much indeed. I don't mind if I do. Uh, uh, James Fraser. Very pleased to make your acquaintance. Yes, of course. Uh, uh, Daniel Rostande. He says with a flourish of French. Bonsoir, Monsieur. Bonsoir. Yes, I, I came to uh, to uh, London on a, a recent trip and have returned. Uh, will be returned to my restaurant soon. And quite frankly, the food that this dinghy has aboard is a substandard. So I've created my own. Ah, oh, you are a restaurateur yourself. Uh, indeed, indeed. I've, I had to force my way into the kitchen, but uh, God willing, is done. Well, um, I. I must say, I'm 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 mightily impressed by uh, by the, the repast that you've prepared for yourself. Uh, I was only uh, thinking myself. I, I'm I, I'm of Lady Elizabeth Fitzroy's uh, party. You may see us mm. on the, the table across the way there. Yes, um, yes. Unfortunately, the fare that they have pre- prepared for her ladyship is uh, rather below par, and she has quite a delicate uh, a delicate palate. Uh, I'm I'm sure I don't need to tell you. Oh, he, his hand like goes to his chest. Like he's con- deeply concerned. You see this kind of grave look come over his face. Have, have they not made uh, something worth her time? Well, they've well they, they've given her what what uh, what I think they they believe to be something approaching her requirements. But it is it is rather below below par. I, I don't mind telling you. You see him like push the air with his hands as to like shoo it away. Ridiculous. Um, go to her and. Uh, what, what may I do for her? I will avail myself of the kitchen again. The staff is fear of me. I will make for her whatever I can uh, piece together from the, well, well, quite frankly, from the substandard staff here. I, I really don't don't wish to impose upon you. It's a very, very kind offer. Right? She is a, a, a she is a lady. She must be treated like one. Hmm? You cannot well, uh, give her mackerel and and uh, bread. No, 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 no. Um, well, I mean, if if it really is a, a, no inconvenience to you, a, a little white fish perhaps and a light sauce or something along those lines. I will work my magic. Please give me just a, a bit of time and she will have something that uh, she can remember. And please go to her quickly and take this plate from her, whatever. It, it, he, the, he points to like the other, like to a table that's right <laughs> alongside you, just common people just eating. And he just points to me and goes, do not, do not let her eat this. Uh, it, it, I feel it may make her sick. And he stands up. It, this is really quite extraordinarily kind of you, monsieur. I, I really do appreciate it very much, mm. very much indeed. I'm in your debt, sir. 
he uh, avails himself of the kitchen. And like when the kitchen door, like when it, it opens to the galley kitchen that's back there, um, you hear something akin to like, not again, like from the staff. And then you hear like a <laughs> roll of like French. He assaults them verbally in French and in a very particular and sharp way, which is not rude, but yet is cutting. And he's behind the door for a little while. So I'll head back over to our uh, our table and I'll summon one of the waiting staff and I'll say, uh, if you wouldn't mind, if you, your ladyship, um, we, we have uh, we have alternative arrangements uh, prepared for you for for your evening meal, something uh, rather rather higher quality than the the, the fare that uh, you've been provided with. Uh, if you wouldn't mind uh, taking her ladyship's uh, plate from her, please, so we'll be uh, we'll be receiving a, 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 another one shortly. Staff member looks a little out of sorts for a second, but then eventually takes the plate and apologizes and hands back into the kitchen. Um, To which, when the door opens and the staff member walks in, you hear this restaurateur, the roll of his accent, say, take the garbage out, and you hear him, like, basically curse the food as it comes back in. Throw it out the pot, please. He's very direct. Um, well, we seem to have uh, stumbled uh, across a, a little bit of luck with, uh, with regard to the evening meal, at, the, at least, your ladyship. Your resourcefulness never ceases to amaze me, Fraser. Just um, coincidental, uh, I, I happen to, to smell the aroma of something uh, well, quite delicious, uh, if you don't mind me saying so. And uh, upon investigation, I discovered that the, the, the gentleman, I believe you can probably hear him through the kitchen doors... Uh, He's a restaurateur, a French, French restaurateur, and he's, he's agreed to prepare you a meal himself. So if it's anything like what he had, uh, he, he had in front of him at, at his table, then, well, I think, you're, I think you're in for a wee bit of a treat, your ladyship. Mr. Fraser, I've said this before, and I will probably say it again in the future, but I do believe you are the most useful man in the world. Oh, no, no, not at all, not at all, not at all. I, I, I'm merely here to serve your ladyship. Well, you do an excellent job of it. Thank you very much. I was... Wondering if I was going to go without dinner this evening. She just sort of wrinkles her nose and looks distastefully at the at the plates of, of the com- her compatriots. Uh, I, I'm sure whatever your new acquaintance will cook up will be so much better. Um, well, I'm I, I'm sure it will uh, satisfy your dietary requirements, your ladyship, quite adequately. So about ten or so minutes later, if that, um, a rather portly gentleman, well-dressed, approaches the table with a tray and uh, a couple of plates of food. And he steps to the side so that way he can like, he, he has to step the step to the side and then move the platter so that way he can serve it to you, Lady Elizabeth. Uh, but when he does, he does so with a, a slight bow and, and flourish. He says, Lady, I have prepared uh, some whitefish in a cream sauce for you. And he like begins rolling through the um, almost um, alphabetized version of all of the ingredients in it. And um, I very much hope that it is to your standards. He sets the plate down and, and he stands there. Uh, I smile at him and I say in French, Monsieur, you are a lifesaver. Oh, may we? And she speaks French, too. He looks at you, Mr. Fraser. Mais bien sûr, monsieur. Yes, I am sure it will be wonderful. And so I'll uh, take a bite uh, and sip a little bit of the the white wine. And uh, uh, truly, you are a master, monsieur. Aboard this ferry 
from Dover to Calais, you have quite possibly one of the best pieces of fish you've ever had. And once he sees that you are pleased with the food, he gracefully and quietly takes his exit back to his table and continues eating his food that he left to make yours. Mr. Fraser, when you have a moment, would you mind getting the gentleman's card? If he's a restaurateur, then I would love to uh, return the favor by paying him a visit in his own restaurant, wherever that may be in the future. Of course, your ladyship. I will, I will make the appropriate inquiries. The storm outside kicks up, and the ferry begins over the next 10 or 20 minutes of its, of its uh, remaining transport. It begins moving far more side to side than it was before. And so I would like all of you to make constitution rolls. Oh, no. <laughs> my lowest, one of my lowest stats. Up comes the whitefish. <laughs> uh, it's a 50. It'll be okay. Ooh, 16. It's a hard okay. success. Woo! <laughs> Can't waste a good meal. Mm. 87 for Maggie against uh, 45. Oh, oh, oh. oh, dear. Okay. Because much like Miranda, Maggie gets very motion sick. Would you like that seasickness powder, dear? Simon? I spun 82 under 90. I pass. Uh, and then uh, Professor. Uh, so Richard rolled 30 under 60, so a hard success. Well, very well. Mr. Fraser. It's 25 under 85. Very well. So everyone, fairly, for the most part, holds, fair, holds fast. Uh, it is pretty choppy. Um, save for Maggie. So... Maggie, you get a bit, feel a bit unsettled for a moment. Mm-hmm. It's fairly clear that, it's fairly clear that uh, maybe whatever was for dinner here didn't agree with you. And uh, you need to get up um, right now. And you need to go somewhere private, quickly. Okay, I will, I will rush off if I can. As Mr. Fraser sees Maggie being a little green around the gills um mm. would it be possible for for me to go and lend some assistance and, and that um i don't know if first aid would um would cover um that kind of thing yeah i mean it's just indigestion probably not like the skinless one trying to rip away out of her body is this more indigestion or more motion sickness um it's hard for you to tell right now it's definitely okay. indigestion as um something is seeking to evacuate itself okay I was just more thinking along the lines of if, if it's motion sickness, nothing will help except getting off of this boat. <laughs> but if I do feel the immediate urge to uh, throw up, then it is it feels more like indigestion. Okay. And um, I, yeah. I will try to rush. I'll like probably have my hand over my mouth and I'll be like if there's someone between me and getting where I need to go, I will wave them to the side with the other hand. The difficult part about this is is, is when you get to the lavatory, um, it's locked. It's, some, it's, it's being, it's occupied. And so there are very few avenues for your suddenly panic-ridden brain to find. And so you could go left, which would take you outside. Mm-hmm. That sounds great. And there there's definitely a space there. Yep. Or you could go somewhere else, like into the crew compartments or... No, I'll, I'll go outside and maybe throw up off the side of a boat. Okay. Uh, you head outside. So, Mr. Fraser, you see this yep. as you were thinking, oh, I'll get her something. And then suddenly you see her get to the laboratory door, shake the handle, and suddenly it doesn't go, and she bolts out the side of the, the ferry. 
I will pick up a, a napkin and a glass of water and follow her out. I nudge the professor. Go after your lady friend. Uh, it's only polite. Yes, 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 I will. Maggie does not want anyone to watch her throw up, so it's funny that they're both following me. You make the rail as this uh, boat chops, this ferry boat chops down towards the sea, and you grab onto the rail just in time as there is a technicolor yawn that comes out of your mouth. <laughs> and it's the surge back when the, uh, the boat kind of presses back from the sea and you go back up. Uh, that something else comes out. Yeah. Mr. Fraser, you make the door and then eventually out onto the deck and you realize that you're, you're in quite a storm. I'll make my way over and uh, alert Miss Bellinger to my presence, but I'm not going to impose myself on her. But I'm sorry, Miss Bellinger, uh, if you're unwell, yes. uh, I, I have some uh, a glass of water here for you and... Uh, and uh, Perhaps a, a napkin here for you. Um, I, I would be very careful in this uh, in this high wind to uh, to get too close to the edge, though, because we wouldn't want to lose you overboard on the, the first day of our travels, now, would we? Uh, and Maggie's already at yeah, the edge, puking over. But yeah, then she would like a yeah. Uh, that would be uh, quite nice. Thank you, Mr. Fraser. Both of you make me spot rolls before Richard makes it out. Both of you make me spot rolls before uh, the professor joins you on the bridge or okay. on the deck. Mm, 66 against 25. Dearly me, that's a 75 over 70. Mm. That's a fail. Yeah, the storm uh, continues. It kicks up uh, pretty hard. Uh, Richard, you make the door, and then you see uh, Mr. Frazier here in the rain and the storm, uh, sheltering Maggie a bit, and then she's seeming to try to, to recover. Maggie, are you, uh, are you okay? Uh, uh, yes, I believe I'm fine now. I, I just uh, felt a little ill and uh, needed some fresh air. Yes, I, perhaps it was that champagne. It, um, you've heard it can do funny things. Oh, oh, you must, perhaps you were right. Yes, champ- champagne. I'm not entirely sure it's safe out here. It's quite all right, Mr. Courtney. I, I have it. I have the matter in hand. Richard kind of ignores that comment and just continues <laughs> looking at Maggie. Uh, uh, perhaps you're you're right. We we should go back inside, uh, Mr. Fraser. I'm I'm feeling better now. Thank you very much. Would you care to take my arm? And I'll oh, see you inside. Yes, thank you. And Richard will hold the door open from the deck to the uh, the inside. Oh, thank you, thank you, Professor Richard. Give me a spot roll. It's not a problem. Most kind of you. <laughs> oh, that's an extreme success. That's zero six under sixty. You hold the door open for Maggie and Mr. Fraser, and they make their way inside. And just as you're about to shut the door, you notice something in the clouds above the ferry. It's strange, but it's definitely there. Um, there are almost these folded clouds. So I don't know if you've ever seen a, a thunderstorm like this, but the underside of it almost seems like a long row of bubble tape. There is just these clouds that are uh, little pockets in the thunderstorm. And it's within these that it almost seems like there's a, a pair of a pair of eyes against them. If you didn't know any better, you would swear that they're looking at you. 
So Richard's quite used to looking at the sky. He's um, quite big into astronomy, and obviously you've um, no point in doing that when clouds are out, but um, he's certainly quite familiar with the sky. Do these clouds look really unusual or just strange? They're pretty unusual. Okay. He's going to stare for a short while at them, and well, he's just curious. I mean, it's only France. I mean, it's not a... Not the other side of the world, where perhaps these sorts of things might happen, but um, so he's, he's going to watch and see if he can understand what he's seeing. The cloud forms move and shift in a fairly disturbing way. And another crack of thunder echoes around the channel and around the ferry for that matter. And you see a bolt of lightning flash down in front of the ship. As it flashes down, an enormous pop. What does the... Is the pop coming from the sky, or does it sound like it's coming from the front of the ship? Sounds like it's coming from the front of the ship. Okay. And just... Richard's got other concerns, but just just a sort of fleeting glance. Does, Does this cloud with the eyes seem to still be staring or is that gone? It's gone now. Hmm. Okay. So Richard will, um, will go back in. He's, he's going to look rather flustered and uh, a little bit panicky. Um, really quite sure what he's seen. And he's just going to sort of lean down to to Simon and say I'm, I, the, there's just been an almighty crack of lightning and thunder and uh, I've this pop at the front of the ship. I I think one of us should make sure everything's safe. I believe the, uh, Mr. Fraser can take care of the women, shall the two of us head up? You are the scientific type, and I can cover you. Yes, 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 I think you're right. All right. Uh, Lady Elizabeth? Ma'am? Yes, Mr. Griffin? Uh, Professor wants to head forward, and I'm going to accompany him. Is it all right if... We leave you here, since Mr. Fraser seems to be taking care of Miss Maggie. Of course. Is something wrong? Professor heard something strange outside, so we're just going to go take a look. Are you sure that's wise? I'm sure it's wise. I mean, it's... Honestly, I don't know if it's wise, but if it'll make the professor feel better, it might be for the best. Very well, then. We'll be fine here. Not wanting to go up uh, in this this weather particularly, so we'll stay here and Mr. Fraser can look after us. Thank you, ma'am. Professor, you lead on. Do be careful out there. Yes, yes. Richard's going to try and find his way to the front of the boat. He obviously doesn't know his way around it. I don't think he will do anyway, so he's going to have to try and navigate his way through the boat to the front of the ship. Okay. Navigating your way up there isn't too difficult. I mean, there's really only one direction to go, which is super helpful. Uh, And the ferry is, relatively speaking, fairly flat um, and wide. It's meant to carry a bunch of things, and so it's relatively easy to get forward. But getting forward has uh, its own consequences, unfortunately. And so I'd like strength rolls from each of you, given the toss of the sea and the force of the wind. Uh, That's a fail. Okay. 75 under 80. Passed. Okay, you barely keep your feet, Simon, barely. And it's pretty clear that this is not only a bad storm, but it's it's treacherous out here now on the open deck. 
Richard, you, on the other hand, completely lose your feet and tumble over into one of the uh, lower portions of the ferry deck and are now flailing, looking for a handhold. Mm, That's not good. (laughs) I'm going after him. I thought you might say that. Okay. So between the two of you, which one of you has the higher decks? I have 50. I have 80. Okay. That is fortunate for you, Professor. And so before uh, you are forced to make another roll, Mr. Griffiths is going to get a chance to nab you. Hopefully you don't end up in the the Atlantic. 17. Uh, So with uh, a swift and uh, sure grip, he grabs onto your shoulder, Professor, and you feel Simon bring you closer to him even as the vessel seems to still pitch about in the sea as if some strange god is playing in his bathtub with you. Oh, oh, thank you. He's catching his breath. Professor, I recommend we use the ravens. Yes, 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 I think you're right. The deck is a little slippery, sir. Maybe we can see the front from here. I I think we have to go a little bit further up, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Um, but using the railing, you you can make your way forward. It's not too terrible, I guess. Uh, With the railing, at least you have something to steady yourself against. So getting further forward on the deck, you can see that there is now a long and wide black mark on the front of this ferry. So on the deck where people would normally stand if it was a nice calm day, enjoying the trip over, there's now a long, almost zigzag line. Uh, It forms uh, some back-and-forth symbols. Symbols, so it's not just a zigzag line. There's other Mm. other things going on. Yep. Um, So Richard will take a deliberate mental note of the symbols that he finds, uh, that he sees there. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. And this is actually on the deck rather than the sort of side of the ship looking over? Yep, that's right. And there's another thing that you notice about it specifically, and that is that it seems to have singed the deck to the point where the deck is smoking. It would. I've never seen anything quite like this. Professor, I have an idea. Um, I don't know if this is going to let up any time soon, but we I think we're going to need to get a picture of this. Yes. Is there any any light that is adequate? The best you might be able to do, just looking around, Simon, is maybe one of the spotlights that's up on the upper rails. Let's go ahead and head back, Professor. We need to get uh, Miss Maggie's camera and Mr. Fraser. Yes, I was mainly concerned it uh, it would have breached the hole, but um, this is unexpected, but also very strange. Odd question, Mike. Do these symbols in any way match the locks on Lady E's book? Give me a spot hidden roll. Only because of the nature of the marks. 79 over 40. That will not work. No, there's... They're marks, but this... I mean, you haven't looked at that book that intently, but you don't think that they match. So you guys head back inside? Yep. Absolutely. Maggie, you recovered. It must have been the champagne. Richard was right. That, yeah. That must have been it. The two of them come back into the, the dining area, sopping wet now from having been out in the storm. Mike, can I um, 
quickly ask a question. Um, yes, would we have seen that flash of light from the, the lightning and, and heard the pop? Um, mm. Those of us who were in the dining dining room at the time. The, the flash would have been unmistakable. The pop is something that you would only hear if you were outside at the time. Okay. Yeah, that um, that lightning seems to have um, struck the, the the foredeck. It's uh, yes, quite something. Um, is, is the the ferry intact? There doesn't appear to be any breach of the hull, or, or certainly not the uh, the deck. Maggie, uh, can we? Yes. Did, do you have your camera to hand? We uh, the the seems to be some uh, strange effect. Oh. No, there's another massive crack of lightning. Um. Yes, I, I, I do. Would you need me to take a picture of the lightning? Well, of the of the deck. Um. It's it's formed rather an unusual pattern. Um. If I could impress upon you to to yes, that would be marvelous. Uh. Yeah, uh yes. Of course. When the lightning, we see the lightning flash. You might notice Mister Fraser is counting quietly to himself until he hears the thunder roll. Three seconds. Miles away, Mr. Fraser. Hmm. I, th- I, th- I do think it is worth taking a photo. I know the professor is not skilled walking out there. I don't know who the best photographer is. I suggest I go put a light on the deck, and you accompany whoever can take the picture. Of course, um, I would imagine, Miss Bellinger, uh, you seem to be the most adept with the, uh, the camera that you have there. Um, would you would you care to do this, or do you feel? Um, f- would you rather somebody else? Uh, if you if you show me, I could maybe try myself. No, I've I've had some practice with it, and I I think I'm up to the task. Well, um, I'll be right beside you then, uh, in case you you need uh, some stability with the wind out there. Yes, that would be much appreciated. Richard's looking a bit put out at this point. <laughs> Richard, you you are soaked. You fell down, and I only caught you. So I think you need to sit here with Lady E while we go take care of this. And while we're doing this, perhaps while it's still fresh in your mind, you can sketch what you saw on the deck for Lady E. I, you were you read my mind. I was um I was going to uh, recall that in my my notebook. Um, so Richard pulls out his notebook that he always uh, carries with him, and uh, he's going to start sketching out what he's seen. Excellent. Okay, so for our uh, investigators who are heading back out to the deck, yes, are going to get a picture, huh? Yep. Well, I'm going to try. Okay, so uh, given the toss of the sea, now that uh, Simon has been out there once, I assume he'll go for the guard, the handrails, pretty quickly. Mister Fraser, use the rails if. Um Miss Maggie starts slipping, it's the best. Trust me on this one. I'm heading towards the, the searchlight stoplight so I can turn it on the deck. Okay, yep, no problem. Maggie, to get to the area where you'll want to take a picture, you're going to need to, you're going to either go fairly slow or you're going to have to use, uh, you have to give me a successful strength roll to uh, continue to move forward on the deck. Um... Considering my strength is a 35, I'm going to go slow. Can I assist her by, if I take her arm, you know, if I hold hold, hold her arm and I hold the railing as well, so if, if she does slip, I'll be able to kind of prevent her from falling. The two of you can go together. Give me a strength roll, Mr. Fraser, just to make sure we're nice and clean and there yes. aren't any um, foibles. <laughs> we shall see how this goes. 
Uh, that's fine. 43 out of 60. Right. The two of you make your way forward. Things seem to go fairly uh, smoothly, so to speak. And uh, all except for the rain and the torrential, you know, downpour. And uh, given your mental timing, Mr. Fraser, you realize that uh, we've now decreased to one mile. We are getting very close. Storm's almost upon us. Uh, we need to be quick, Miss Bellinger. Yes, of course. And I am, I already have, I feel like I already have the camera out and I'm just waiting. You get to the front there uh, and you see a uh, scourged deck. So the front part of this deck has been scourged in some rather strange ways. It's almost as if when the lightning hit, not only just the first time, but the second, it's spidered out in a very strange pattern. That is quite strange. Uh, has Mr. Griffith already gotten the light? He's uh, made it up there. So, Simon, you've gotten to the light. Uh, you can tell that the crew inside the ferry is looking at you a little strange because uh, they can see you from the uh, from the, co- the command area. Uh, Mr. Griffith, uh, quick with the light. I give them a thumbs up in the cabin, and then I turn the light to the deck. Okay, you turn the light to the deck. There is another crack of lightning. In front of you, Maggie, the lightning appears. It almost blinds you momentarily as this shockwave of electricity and power come out from the storm. I assume you're going to take your picture? Yes, of course. Okay. Go ahead, take it. Do you want me to roll something? I do. Oh, um, okay. I think, I think um, I'm sure photography is a skill, not that you have it. Yes, correct. Intelligence, that seems fair. Okay. Are you smart enough to take the picture? <laughs> Which I'm sure you are, but it's a it's a pretty tough C. Smart uh, enough to focus it. Yeah, 60 against 75, so success. Okay. You dial it in. Um, you think you have the right shot. You get the, uh, the newfangled camera focused up, and uh, you have to move a little bit, and you can see that she's leaning out a bit against the guardrail to get uh, to get the right shot, Mr. Fraser. I will hold on to her very tightly because I think what she's doing is insane. (laughs) And you take your picture. And in the wisps of smoke that lift from the deck, you can tell that these, just in the light that Mr. Griffith is providing, there seems to be a form cementing itself on the front of the deck. The rolling smoke builds legs and bipedal shapes. It amasses itself into this whirling figure. And the burning and and crispy elements of the deck that are still in the area get sucked up into the uh, windswept form of this creature. They give little accents to it. And its face, twisted and horrific with rows of angular teeth made out of the purest wind roar at you. And that's when you roll sanity. Yikes. That would be all three of us. You bet it would, Mr. Spotlight. And the crew as well, probably. She's going to help matters. Yep. Uh, 27 against 75, so. Oh, jeez. 76 over 65. Okay, here we go. 39 out of 55. All right, so for those of you who passed, it's just one point of sanity loss. And... Ooh, that's four for you, sir. 
Um, so, in particular to you, Mr. Griffith, this is something horrific. Because in your mind, you connect the light with the smoke. And you feel like, even though maybe it's looking at the camera flash that's just happened, there's a certain feeling you get that this thing, this whatever this creature is that's coalesced on the deck of the ship, it's done so because you've shined a light on it. Miss Maggie, run! And I think that is the perfect time to end this session. So thank you all for joining us on this episode of Foreign Orient Express. We uh, look forward to seeing what the weather brings in next session. So thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>